dark and deadly nightmare is emerging. Another grisly crime strikes the city of angels. Joanne was killed last night. Any prints? Nina's also got a deep voice. He usually gets violent and then he hangs up. Have you seen those girls? Don't you think he gets a little bit sexually aroused? Talking about that spread on the girl. Should have been mine. I want you to get me everything you can on this guy. I think he's a little too cool. Dennis is violent, Kevin, and he's out to get you. He was convicted of assault on an old girlfriend who also, by the way, happened to be a minor. Stop it! Stop it! The killer. Did you see his face? No. Like I told the police, he was wearing a mask. We want to lure this guy to the office. Forget it. Call me again. You know my number. Where'd you get this? Hello? This is Karen. Who's this? This is your friendly Dr. Bobo. It's him. You killed her! I told you to stay away from my girl, but you couldn't listen to me! Jeffrey Lewis, Cameron Dye, Karen Black, Bud Court, and Tracy Walter. Lieutenant Myers, homicide division, please. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Myers, on vacation. Someone else help you? Out of the dark. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today. Hey. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. It's our, it's a regular old episode. Thank God. Back to our usual. Yeah, it's actually not too hot to exist this week, so no. it's been nice. Yeah, yeah. Like the surface of the fucking sun. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for Europe. They're still going through it right now. Um, so pour, pour one out onto the ground. Welcome so to our weather podcast. Baby. Instantly evaporate when it hits the asphalt. Uh, we haven't really done very much this week, it feels like. No, in, I haven't done a goddamn thing. In terms of like, we haven't watched any movies or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess... Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out this week, I don't yeah. know if we'll see it. I think it'll depend sort of on reviews. If we go see that or if we wait until it comes to it us, comes to us yeah. first. But I don't know. Hey, man. Yeah. I, I don't have no opinion either way. I love violence in movies, but um, I don't know. I'm a little bit leery about turning the Tapianka murders into... Such a fanciful-looking yeah, movie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could just start with the movie. I'm very sure. excited to be talking about this movie. This was the first time either of us had seen it. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And they should definitely try remaking this today because I think it's in line with similar movies like the the Cam Girl movies we've seen. Yeah, it definitely yeah. has some like things that would translate to like a 30 years later audience, I think. Yeah. Which is good. We're talking about, as you know mm-hmm. from clicking on this, out of the Dark from 1988 or 1989, one or the other. Um, it's written by Zane W. Levitt and J. Gregory de Felice, or maybe because it's Italian, de Felice? Nice. Who knows? 
I like it. Directed by Michael Schroeder. It stars genre icon Karen Black, who honestly just sort of disappears halfway through. Uh, Lynn Danielson Rosenthal is Christy. Mm-hmm. Star Andreef is Camille. Cameron Dye as Kevin. He still acts. He seems like he did like the whole crime procedural circuit. Well, how could you not after this movie? Yeah, that's <laughs> extremely true. Uh, Bud Court as Dave, and he was Harold from Harold and Maude. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That is so interesting. Uh, we've got Karen Mayo Chandler as Barbara. She didn't really do much acting. She passed away in 2006 from breast mm-hmm. cancer. Um, and she dated or at least boned Jack Nicholson. It's one of her quotes on her IMDb page. That's so sad. She would have been like, what? 50? She was like 46, I think, oh, when she died or something God. like that. Very sad. Awful. Uh, and also playmate and one-time wife of Chuck Lorre from 2001 to 2010, Karen Witter as Joanne, the first victim. Whoa. Yeah. It also features lots of great character and B-list actors. Like Tracy Walter as Lieutenant Myers. He was in Repo Man, Conan the Destroyer, Batman. He's in Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, Lamar in Silence of the Lambs. He's there when they do oh, the yeah. autopsy of Frederica. Uh, she's got a seed pole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy. And uh, he was in the I Spit on Your Grave remake. Uh, remake? Remix. Yeah. Remix. Those are spitting noises. Then we've got Jeffrey Lewis as Dennis, and he was Mm -hmm. in lots of things. He was in Salem's Lot in 1979. He was the evil doctor in Night of the Comet. Uh, He was in The Lawnmower Man, The Devil's Rejects, Wicked Little Things, which I have not seen since 2006, but I think I remember liking it, so it's probably awful. (laughs) It also features legendary drag performer Divine as Detective Langella. Lainey Kazan is one of uh, the sex workers. Wait, can I put a pin in that? Yeah. I was going to ask you, I forgot who Divine was in this. Whoa! Yeah, she was Langella, so the one who was at the motel when the sex worker My mind has been blown. (laughs) Wearing fake eyebrows, I believe. Yeah, that was really funny. (laughs) That's so funny! Good for Divine, man. So Lainey Kazan was also one of the sex workers, not the one who dies. Mm -hmm. But um, so she was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Um, Then there's Paul Bartel as a hotel clerk. He was in Piranha, Rock and Roll High School, Chopping Mall, Killer Party. And then as the driver who strikes and kills Dave, we have Tab Hunter, who is very famous, 1950s beefcake eye candy who was gay and dated Anthony Perkins from Psycho. Whoa. Yeah. But he didn't come out until he was like in his 70s. Whoa. Yeah. What? This movie is wild. It is. It has so many people in it. Either people who already were people, Divine and uh, Mr. Hunter. Yeah. yeah. And Karen Black. Yeah. Or fucking become something yeah. relevant in pop culture wow well ta- i mean tab hunter if you look up like 50s beefcake mm-hmm. like he was like a muscly dude in the 50s blonde surfer boy sort of looks wow yeah he's a babe wow <laughs> i didn't know any of this before we started recording so. i know uh all right so this bad boy starts with aggressively magenta titles yeah and i can dig that it's sort of like are you afraid of the dark it's almost exactly like are you afraid of the dark and not just because 
of the dark is the last same <laughs> font and same sort of type arrangement it's really funny i liked it and from there we hear at the rotary phone dialing and mm-hmm. we get our first shot of bobo at mr spooky man talking to joanne mm-hmm. on the phone while smoking i love that music that you play she tells him which is like the weirdest like yeah. Weird music. <laughs> she sent him this picture of herself that he drew red boobs and lips on. Mm-hmm. And they start having phone sex. And she tells him about being on the bus and how horny she got. But we see that it's just the script she has in front of yeah. her for these phone calls. Which is a very, very loose script. <laughs> he tells her that he wants to touch her and feel her nipples. Mm-hmm. Nobody can handle nipples like Bobo. So, can I say that Bobo is just an anagram for boob? (laughs) So there's that. I didn't think about that. That's really hilarious. So he starts cutting his nipples. Yeah, with a giant Bowie knife while he's looking at crazy BDSM magazines. And this is one of those things that doesn't really add up, knowing who the killer is. Yeah, in the end. Because you would think that... He would have crazy... You would notice this. Cut up nipples. Yeah. Yeah. And then the call is over. So we fully meet Joanne Mm -hmm. and the rest of these uh, employees of Sweet Nothings, Mm -hmm. uh, Christy, the boss Ruth, Mm -hmm. potential new employee Camille, who's getting a tour of the offices. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Ruth, the meaning of that name is companion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So I thought it was fitting <laughs> for her role, as well as friend, which she is to all of her she employees. Is. So Camille has brought a bunch of her videotapes of her acting, mm-hmm. um, but that won't really do the trick. So she has to do a test call. I don't need video. I need audio. And the test call, uh, I, I guess. She nails it. Oh, she's funneling sex worker, but through Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for a man of your stature to come bleep bleep bleep. Like, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, everyone's really welcoming to Camille. Yeah, I really like that. Like, when she tells them that she's accepted the job, they, mm-hmm. like, razz her, and they have a little bit of a back-and-forth banter. Hey, kid, you gonna take the job? Yeah, I guess so. To tell you the truth, I was expecting something a little more different. Sleazy? Naked women. Tattoos and piercings. Wearing too much makeup. In a dingy basement. You mean I tattooed my tushy for nothing? Where they're like, what were you expecting? But they're very welcoming, and it's like, they're like a nice group of ladies working together, living (laughs) together, being friends. It was nice. You mean I tattooed my tushy for nothing? (laughs) Ha ha ha. And Ruth, you know, you girls know my slogan, keep the customers coming. (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha. And then it's later, Mm -hmm. and Joanne is out looking for her dog, Asbury. Mm Mm-hmm. Strange name. Oh, I meant to look that up to see if it <laughs> related to anything. When out of the dark, a stranger in a clown mask mm-hmm. returns her dog yeah. and also gets out a baseball bat. And I gotta say, I think as a lone woman in Los Angeles in, in the, the late 80s, 80s, this would probably be a lot more scary, but Joanne just goes along with it and starts pitching him a couple of balls. Yeah, fake balls, ghost and, balls. And uh, then he hits her over the head with a baseball bat. I loved how 
Because usually in, in scenes like this, in these sorts of movies, it would have been a little bit more like, ugh, creeping yeah. up. It's just goofing around, and then all of a sudden, he fucking wails on her head, like, very scary. No, you're out. My man's got some zingers. And uh, then it's the next day, mm-hmm. and Christy wakes up with her fella Kevin. They goof around a bit in bed, but there's a guy across the street, Dennis, peeping and taking photos. He's Kevin's photography rival. What's going on? And uh, Kevin's hanging up all of these headshots he's taken of the phone line girls Mm -hmm. because they're all actresses and models and stuff. In addition to being Yeah, it's he refers to it later as being the same as like waiting tables. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) And then Kevin gets a call from Dennis, which is extra creepy because he was just watching them. Yeah. Oh, Dennis, he treats me like I'm shit. (laughs) You know, he's the shit. And elsewhere in the City of Angels, Mm -hmm. the cops have found Joanne's body, and we meet Lieutenant Myers and McDonald's. Mm -hmm. The cops investigating a string of prostitute murders? No, they're not the cops. Divine is the cop. Okay. And then uh, they're like, no, this isn't the same one. Right, because Joanne isn't a prostitute. Because there are so many murders. How can you keep track? Well, I think it's suggested, right, that it is all the same murderer that's true but he's like worked his way up that's a good point he's just doing a different mo yeah so yeah myers thinks this Mm -hmm. is a new man because it's not a prostitute and i then there's this like very cool scene where the blood on the white sheets starts spreading yeah because we learn later that he has removed her nips removed her nips and the photographer is like taking pictures of her I think he also takes a picture of her with the cover over her. It's sort of like, I don't know, there's a lot of weird sort of parallels. Like in the last scene, Kristen is like, oh, she's still pretty, that bitch. Yeah. Just like the killer. I mean, well, a lot of the guys in this movie call women bitches and stuff. (laughs) It's a little bit misogynistic. Yeah, and and then just like he's taking pictures. Like Kevin's artwork is super like stylized photos of women from weird angles. Mm -hmm. The... The photographer, crime scene photographer's thing is the same thing. I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. At the phone sex line, uh, Kevin shows up and he chats with another one of the girls, Barbara, the Mm -hmm. tall one, while she's in the middle of a call. And that's something I really enjoyed about this movie is like the total mundane nature of this office juxtaposed with like the fantasies that they're selling. And the way that they're like, they're putting on their smoky voices and being like, oh, yeah. Hey, could you get me some chips while you're in the break room? Like that sort <laughs> yeah. of stuff is so cute. And then, uh, so that they leave to go take Barbara's headshots, mm-hmm. and Ruth jumps in on a call for a threesome, which is also very funny. Hey, baby, it's Donna. Mmm, your lust rod is just pumping more action than one little girl could possibly enjoy alone. <gasps> oh. <sighs> So Barbara and Kevin are leaving when they run into the accountant, Mm -hmm. Dave, Harold from Harold and Maude, who works in the same building and seems interested in all of the girls. And then at Kevin's studio, Barbara Mm -hmm. gets all sexy and naked for her. Or for him and this photo shoot. Which is an intense I photo really shoot. liked this scene. Me too. It is so aggressively 80s and like smoky. She's like in slow-mo flipping her hair and like blue and magenta light. Yeah. 
it's definitely for the male gaze at this point, but I think that's a very intentional choice. Well, she's also being like, you want the fucking male gaze? Oh, I'll give you the fucking male gaze. Gaze at this, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like she's owning it. She's being really aggressive too. Yeah, like the women in this movie honestly seem pretty empowered. Like they seem like very sexually empowered. The killer is just sort of like this force of nature who's going to get them no matter what. Sort of? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. While they're in the middle of shooting, Myers and McDonald arrive, and they walk into the studio, shut off the music, and they start questioning Kevin about Joanne. So they, like, see her headshots that Kevin's hung up, and he tells them about sweet nothings and the phone fantasy business. Oh, I shot her. Yeah. Not like that. I'm a photographer. Yeah, no shit, you're a photographer. You're holding a fucking camera. Dude, I think they get it. <laughs> Myers is immediately suspicious, but mm-hmm. McDonald isn't so sure. She's like, Look at the guy. Probably gets more ass than a toilet seat. <laughs> um, but Lieutenant's like, He's a scumbag. I can tell he's a scumbag because of <laughs> the bag of scum that he is. <laughs> so the cops go and they talk to Ruth mm-hmm. while the girls listen from outside the door. And that it like time jumps to later when Christy comes back very mm-hmm. excited that she's uh, booked a job, which oh, yeah. never comes back. A, she got a commercial for yeah, like a, a tool, hardware store. Yeah, lumberyard. <laughs> so funny. So excited. And then everyone breaks it to her. She's dead. You can't be happy now. <laughs> she really can't. It starts storming. So Barbara has to head out on her scooter. Mm-hmm. She gives Camille a ride. And as they're leaving, they run into Dave in the hallway again, where he's uh, awkward and weird. He spills, like, coffee, coffee on Barbara. Yeah. And uh, Camille's like, what a weirdo. He's, yeah, but he gives great accounting. He's a great accountant. Everyone loves his accounting. <laughs> That's great. So the two of them head out on this scooter. Mm-hmm. But the killer follows them. In a black car. It's always spooky when the killer drives instead of fast walking. And like a truly menacing car. It's like a huge 70s boat sort of car. Yeah. And there's it's all black, no decals or anything. And then he's wearing that fucking clown mask. <laughs> no thanks. So they pull up to Camille's apartment as it starts to pour rain. Mm-hmm. And Camille asks Barbara to wait until she goes inside before leaving, which is smart. Yeah, I thought. very smart. And then Barbara pulls away. The car follows her. Um, she, like, stops to yell at them. Be like, what the fuck do you want? And then it rams into the back of her scooter. She makes her crash into another car. And she goes flying over mm-hmm. it. And then a couple sees it. And the man comes out to help. Mm-hmm. But then he gets a shovel in the back of the head. Like, completely through his skull. Yeah. Ouch. And no then thanks. Bobo takes a hose and he strangles Barbara by like kneeling on the oh, sides of it, which was God. pretty intense. And she is fighting back and he like kneels on the sides of it and her hand so she can't like lift it up. Plus she was just at a serious car accident. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she couldn't get up. Yeah, she was fucked. Very fucking terrifying. Don't call me. I'll call you. Fuck you, dude. Fucking piece so, of shit. So at her house, Ruth is sleeping. Mm-hmm. She likes when the phone rings... Hello? 
positive ID on the body. What? Uh, we found your phone number in the dead girl's purse. Can you come down and identify the body? Mrs. Wilson, are you there? The morgue opens at 9 a.m. We'd like to get this wrapped up before lunchtime if possible. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I'm so sorry for waking you up, uh, Miss Ruth. Uh, it's me, police officer shithead. Uh, yeah, one of the other girls who you work with, who you really care about, she's been hella murdered to death. Uh, you can't do anything until 9 a.m. tomorrow, so... But we really need to wrap this up, Yeah. So. Would you mind, like, showing up? Okay, good luck getting back to sleep tonight. Later. Yeah. And then her daughter, Claudine, comes in. Mm -hmm. And her daughter is played by Marcy Leeds, who is in Beaches. She plays the young version of the character who's not Maya Bialik. And she is the sister, Sarah, in my favorite movie, Near Dark. And also, bud, she is now the fucking, she's like a fucking surgeon. And she was the chief resident at University Medical Center. And she's part of the surgical team that saved Gabby Gifford's life. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's wild. Congressman Gabrielle Gifford. Yeah, man. And she was in Near Dark, which is a name that I actually remember yeah. for once for these movies because usually I completely forget. Yeah, she's Caleb's younger sister, like Holy the main character's younger sister. shit. It's wild that stuff like that happens, eh? It is, especially, do you know if she has like a surgical specialty? Uh, it didn't say I, on her IMDb. Probably, I'm sure I could find on her LinkedIn. It's honestly probably neurosurgery because Gabrielle Giffords was, was shot in the head. Yeah, probably. But like... Whoa, <laughs> you're a child actress in these awesome fucking movies, and you go on to be a fucking brain wow. surgeon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I love it. It's just like when we do those other weird deep dives, and it's like, well, now she's, there's that one actress, I don't even remember, but she became like a superstar musician, was touring through China. Yeah, that was in To All a Good Night. Chris, Christine Gentile, something like that. How the like fuck that. do you remember? The last, Linda Gentile, <laughs> Linda Gentile. And she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Tala Goodnight, Linda Gentile. She is like a big pianist. She like tours China and shit. Amazing. You have such a crazy memory for that stuff. Just for that stuff, for absolutely nothing else. <laughs> I would like to point out that Christopher is like our dark horse, like pinch hitter when it comes to any sort of trivia event. You know all of the gaps. It's because I get super lost in IMDb holes where I'll just like <laughs> be like, oh, oh, interesting. Oh, this person. Oh, this person was in this movie. They played like a cop number three. Oh, oh, and now. Yes. And it just like sticks in my brain for some reason. I, I save room for all of these useless facts about actors and leave no room for anything actually worthwhile. Hey, man. <laughs> worthwhile to me. Until that one time we get the phone call from the lottery place. Yeah. And they're like, you need to answer this obscure question. And I'm like, Linda Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're high-fiving each yeah. other excessively. <laughs> you fucking did it, bud. Okay. So, so the daughter comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> neurosurgeon to be daughter comes in. and they have this like tender moment mm -hmm. the two of them where we see that ruth is like a good mom she's very protective of her daughter she's the best fucking mom she loves her daughter so much it's very sweet yeah it is very sweet it's some character development that ultimately goes unrewarded because ruth disappears yeah she really does after 
I would not be surprised if they like reshot a large portion mm. of the ending because there was like some things where I was like, I don't really know how this um like checks out, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't know how it tracks. Makes sense within yeah. the larger plot. No, definitely. But Ruth Ruth I don't know, a lot of the women in this are supporting each other and they're like having legitimate connections yeah, with each they're other. They're not like assholes to each other mm-hmm. they're not like oh you're stealing my clients or like you know how they to each typically are face. in this movie yeah. like they're all very nice to each other they're not like shitting on each other like you said christy like the worst mm-hmm. thing they say about each other is christy is like oh joanne's so pretty that bitch yeah but like, it's jealous. like she's like joking yeah. yeah yeah i don't know it was nice to see because in these movies it's usually way more like i'm the one with the big tits quote-unquote caddy i'm the girl with the clipboard like that yeah. sort of stuff, you know? Exactly. Definitely not this movie. Anyway, the next day, Christy and Kevin wake up and they start goofing around again, which mm-hmm. I guess is just something that these two do. They love to have sex. Plus, they're both so horny for each other. Mm-hmm. So she starts going down on him when the buzzer goes off and it's the cops again and they're there to tell him that Barbara's dead now too, which oh, is no. very suspicious to them because they just saw Kevin with Barbara the previous day. Yeah, and I love this because at fir- like the first time when they come in to be like, hey, uh, your coworker's dead. Uh, what's her, f- Joanne? Or- yeah, Joanne Barbara? has a huge reaction yeah, to it, right? Yeah, and like Kevin sort of does too a yeah. little bit, but this time he's like, oh, oh geez, that's, 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 that sucks. Chrissy has no reaction other than to give this guy an alibi. I was like, weird. Because she says they were together, but then after they leave, she's like, where were you last night? Something crazy that people must have done way more then than they do now. I don't, I think it might just be a movie thing, you but I don't really know. You can't get away with that shit now. Definitely not. No, your phone tracks where you are at all times. (laughs) So Myers looks up Kevin's record Mm -hmm. and he finds that he has an assault charge on a minor amongst a litany of other charges that are just like unpaid parking tickets, possession. And McDonald is like, just because he's a pot smoker doesn't mean he's a killer. Which is so true. (laughs) So at Sweet Nothings, Christy comes Mm -hmm. in while Kevin and Ruth are talking and she's suspicious now because I guess Myers at some point yep. told her about Kevin's girlfriend who was a minor in the past. Who he beat up. And then Dennis, well, they don't say that he beat her up. I Assaulted. think it might be like a statutory rape sort of thing uh, is what I believe is implied. That's true. But I'm, I'm not positive about that. Yeah. So, and then Dennis shows up and he starts roughing Kevin up for stealing his gig or something. Yeah. You still. You overexposed my negatives. You stole my magazine spread that I was... I'm the one who does the pink shots. Yeah, you got you got me fired from a wedding gig. He's super duper drunk and drinking straight from the bottle. Of JD, which is so like, come on, dude. You couldn't get like a Mickey at least put in your pocket. Yeah. Crazy straw coming up. So Whatever. he leaves. And then Ruth, Kevin, and Christy talk about the woman whose husband was murdered. And mm-hmm. she also witnessed. So... She can't identify the killer, but maybe she can dis-identify Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is a word, but Christy Rule goes out. for it. Yeah. So they go back to the scene of the murder, and the woman is very laissez-faire about oh, the whole thing. Yeah, she's like non are you guys a, you're Are you guys TV? Yeah, so, uh, and then, you know, the next day... Or this morning, my kids spent forever washing the blood out of the grass. Yeah. Like oh. she gets Kevin to like redo the whole thing, and mm-hmm. then he finds a shard of rearview mirror 
Dun, dun, dun. Which is kind of funny. Yeah. The, whatever. Um, so then Ruth visits Dennis, who is apparently Claudine's father, and I assume her ex-husband. He also has a bunch of the headshots that Kevin took that he mm-hmm. stole from Kevin's studio. It honestly looks like they're inside Kevin's studio. It does, studio. yeah. The same set. And Ruth also drops some backstory about mm-hmm. how Dennis used to shoot porn, and now she wants him to stay away from Claudine and her girls. Yeah. And Kevin. And Kevin. So, at Sweet Nothings, Myers reveals this plan of his, mm-hmm. where they want to lure the killer, Mr. Bobo, Dr. Bobo, I believe he refers to himself Which... as, to the office by setting a girl up at her own home so mm-hmm. she won't even be at the office and won't be in danger. Uh, Camille has already volunteered to take the job, and they get down to business. I love about this is the girls won't be in any danger. Sure, I mean, the rest of the girls will still be here. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> because But Camille will be fine. I don't understand why they wouldn't just want all the girls there with this swarm of police officers. There's so many of them uncomfortably listening to Camille. And if they're luring him there anyway, I don't... Whatever. There's also this like lingering shot of Dave as he like ominously stands in the hallway. He's wheeling and dealing. Just make sure you're keeping track of all your expenses and bring them back to me. Got so Camille starts doing her phone sex calls mm-hmm. while the cops listen and they get very horny. They're listening intently. <laughs> One of them is like, I have to go to the washroom to like jerk off. Yeah. Are you, what the fuck is up with that? I've, I don't think I've ever in my entire life been like, man, I have to jerk off right now. Well, have I you ever overheard phone sex in public? Jeez, Louise. Oh whatever so uh there's a knock on her door but it's just the putz detective watching her which we talked about when we were watching it and i don't think it was actually the cop i think the cop was dead by this yeah i think this was the bobo it's hard to tell because it was raining again i think or something yeah it it, starting to or something who knows i don't know so she starts munching down on a carrot while she's doing like a a test yeah she's doing like ad reads yeah do you hate granola the fucking just get stuck in your stupid face for candy bars that melt all <laughs> over your hands she's being so funny and then bobo calls yeah he's at a payphone and he wants uh to get her off yeah so he starts giving her joi jerk off instructions go on i want you to lift up your skirt now touch yourself in and out are you doing that? Oh, yeah. It feels so good. You're getting me off. I think you're lying to me. Don't you dare fucking lie to me, you brown hair, brown eyed little bitch. I want you to pluck your hairs out one by one. What the hell is this guy trying to pull? And I think you know which ones I mean. I happen to like them young. <laughs> I want to hear you quiver with anticipation and shriek with pain. That's more like it. It feels good, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you come over and you can touch me yourself? Oh, no. Just do as I tell you. Come on. I need to be with you. I want you to touch me yourself. That's not the way the game is played. Now you do as you're told. No, Anne didn't do as she was told. 
like such a major leaguer over the phone. And look what happened to her. She said I could play with her breasts, but when we got to the park, she wouldn't let me. So now I've got her nipples neatly filed away. Under N. For no tits. I'm doing it. And he's like, you're lying. He starts getting increasingly more menacing. Calls her a brown-haired, brown-eyed little bitch. Uh-oh, he knows what she looks like. Yeah. And he says he wants her to pull her hairs out one by one. Her you know the ones. Um, and she gets spooked, but she tries to play along with mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then he tells her that he cut off Joanne's nipples and filed them away under N for no tits. Rude. It is pretty rude. And disgusting also. <laughs> And then it's revealed that he switched out for a, this voice recorder thing. Tape recorder. And he, like, slowly rises up behind Camille. What? How did he get inside? And then he kills her dead by strangling her with a lamp. And lamp he stuffs board. the carrot in her mouth. Yeah, and the the video camera's recording the whole time, mm-hmm. so we get to watch her terrible death. The cops and Ruth and Christy... I think this is the last we see of Ruth, right? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, they all get there. They see the dead cop. And then they see the whole thing being replayed on Camille's television. Yeah, as Myers watches it. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I I liked that aspect of it. Me, too. It doesn't really happen very much in the 80s. This might be one of the first instances of that, like, happening. You know, that's a good point, because, like, home camera recording was very expensive back then. And while well, you see her fucking cameras the size of as of a goddamn German Shepherd, so Ruth gets very upset. She like freaks out on the detective. She's on the war path, and she yeah. totally blames him. Which I don't really blame her. And also, it's not just her death; it's also the cop's death. Fucked up, didn't you? Sorry. You said nobody would get hurt. You killed her. I told you to stay away from my girl, but you couldn't listen to me. Why couldn't you listen to me? Son of a bitch! Hey, hey, hey. What did you do? Hey, hey, and then later, Kevin drives Christy home, mm-hmm. and she starts putting on lipstick. Yes. And she notices in the mirror that she's using that the mirror is broken. So she asks, I was very unclear in this scene. I think what happened was she drove, she, he, Kevin drove her to the office. To the office. She's putting on lipstick in the parking lot, and she notices, oh, like, that mirror that you found earlier. Dave's car, right? Yeah, this happens to exactly match the missing piece from Dave's rearview mirror. Yeah, okay. I wasn't really sure. It was very dark. Yeah, it was very dark. So, so then they good. stake it out, and Dave comes out, mm-hmm. starts to get in his car. They act all normal, and then they head into the the office to try and break in they like mm-hmm. get the janitor yeah to give him a Kristen hand sweet talks him but dave sees them going back in the building and mm-hmm. he decides he needs to go get a hot dog yeah while definitely. they break into his office and he can see from the street that they're breaking into his office because the light temporarily comes on and off like ah <laughs> And they can't find anything until Kevin finds some bondage magazines, a little bit of bondage gear, which Uh is pretty mundane by 2019 standards. Like, especially mundane. But also, why do you have this shit at work, you sick fuck? Exactly. I don't know. It's his own office. He's his own boss, I guess. I guess lead paint was still there. 
So they're about to break into his mm-hmm. filing cabinet when they hear the elevator. And Christy goes out to try and smooth mm-hmm. things over. But Dave goes off about how he knows none of the girls respect him. Y'all laugh and they all laugh. Don't patronize me, you bitches. He doesn't buy her lies for a minute. So he Uh-oh. goes back into his office and sits in the dark like any normal person would. And smokes. He's smoking in the dark. <laughs> Whatever. He's, he's pissed off. So... Uh, meanwhile at the El Royale Hotel not meanwhile after this yeah it's unclear how Kevin gets out of the office it is but I think he, he sneaks out in the dark like once yeah. the lights are out I assume but he does uh, and he takes uh, Christy to the El Royale Hotel which is absolutely covered in working in sex, sex workers, workers basically women who are getting down to business yeah yeah it's a very seedy motel yes he uh goes in to get a room but the motel guy is very suspicious because mm-hmm. he's used to sex workers and the like like oh it's fine if you, you have a partner have to... she or, or he... he could they doesn't matter to me at all he's being super like <laughs> and if you want a story why don't you read a book says kevin so they get into this room and immediately start fooling around which which, is like given the circumstances how christy is not affected by any of this is bizarre you literally watched a videotape of your brand new co-worker being murdered and then you broke into someone's office yeah i will say out of all of the female characters in this movie despite being the main character christy has the least amount of depth yes like she's very she's just very much she exists solely for kevin and to react to what's happening in the movie yeah she doesn't have any ambitions seemingly beyond whatever it is she's doing <laughs> they have very wild and aggressive but not 2019 aggressive sex it's just some like light scratching and choking really if anything christy is a power bottom she's like really it's animalistic yeah i don't know she takes charge mostly i thought yeah i also liked how it wasn't like pornographic it's mainly just them like thrashing around and like different chunks of their body yeah i mean it does show her really riding him at one That's point true. pretty intensely but true. it wasn't it okay like it was explicit but it didn't feel like gratuitous yeah, there if was no, like, sensual lingering shots. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a pornographic lens. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of, like... And it was a lot of, like, quick cuts oh, and, like, yeah. edits. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I felt weird about it. Oh, yeah. Then there's a weird, like, synth harmonica song playing the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever had sex in a hotel? I don't think so. It's kind of a weird thing to do. I mean, I... I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The second time I ever had sex with this guy I lost my virginity to, so, you know, mm-hmm. was we got a hotel together. It's romantic. Well, there was a concert in town mm-hmm. that he was at, mm-hmm. and I lied to my parents, <laughs> and I said I was getting a hotel with my friend Katie. Yeah. We were doing it while Texas Chainsaw Massacre was blaring in the background. Oh, how very American Psycho of you. Yeah. The remake, though, not... Not the original, Ooh. so not quite as good. Uh, but yeah, so I have mm. had sex in a hotel. I don't um, know. I think yeah. I don't like being in hotels in general. 
So no, I hate it. Any sort of transitory space where I, don't, I guess well, actually, I guess I don't mind hotels. I don't want to sleep where like other people are like. I don't know. I don't like liminal spaces. I guess like that and mm-hmm. having to stay in them for a long time. I guess I I understand that. I mean, it's like really weird to think about all the people that sleep in the blankets and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And worrying if they've changed the sheets properly and everything. <laughs> but anyways, they are in this disgusting hotel room having crazy sex. Yeah. I kind of like this because just like uh, the characters are phone sex workers, these are two actors pretending to have real sex <laughs> for our entertainment. That's true. <laughs> and then it goes to the two sex workers out working the beat oh well they're discussing their, their investment options i loved it hilarious and i mean really sex workers are the true capitalists so yeah, I, yeah. I think that was like good commentary literally i think it was supposed to be a joke but i loved it if they're investing the money that they're making that's awesome for them and then like the one laney kazan mm-hmm. she when the guy shows up and they're like oh we in for a three-way she's a lesbian yeah she's like oh no when i nancy always complains about the smell when i go home right after tricking yeah Yeah. that's really funny i don't know i really liked (laughs) this the script was really good it was it was actually like very good i don't i don't i it was it's weird it's a weird movie it feels ahead of its time in a lot of ways it does the humor in it is pretty spot on like yeah. it, there's some good jokes in it i i don't know it sort of reminds me of slumber party massacres sort of yeah i can see not that. super but um so the other sex worker mm-hmm. who's not the lesbian i think her name is lee though it's really yeah. not important she's the one wearing a very spiky tina turner wig yes it's like a hybrid tawny Catan tina turner sort of wig i love it so she goes to the bathroom to freshen up and uh, then Bobo smashes something over her head. Mm-hmm. There's some blood. He turns on a shower. The next morning, the hotel manager is sleepily stumbling out of his little box. Doing his rounds. Listening to people act like dogs. Yeah, sampling all of the perversity that goes on in his fine establishment and smiling <laughs> to himself. Like, ah, ha, ha, brand new day. All of this disgusting stuff is happening yeah. in this hotel, and the world couldn't be better. I love it. It's great. And then he finds a lot of blood from under one of the doors, room 13. And he's like, those girls are so irresponsible. <laughs> like, this isn't her time of the month. This is like yeah. fucking Red Sea. So he goes inside, uh, and it's literally pouring blood out the door. Yeah, like, because the, the, the tub, water's been on the tub's overflowing, and she has been bleeding out. Yeah, she's been largely dismembered. Yuck. And they, like, the water's flooded the place. Uh, that hotel room is going to smell so bad. Well, hey, you know, this might be the first time that carpet's ever been washed. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> I remember when I used to uh, work in student housing, uh, whenever there would be floods that was like the main time when the carpets got cleaned yeah but i mean <laughs> uh, we have cleaned carpets before yeah and no matter how clean a carpet is the water is always like black yeah it comes out looking like a it's dark gross. cup of coffee no matter what you could clean the same spot over and over again and at most it's gonna look like an americano <laughs> i can't agree with you more yeah 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 so what's his face kevin mm-hmm. watches as the cops show up right oh shit 
then Myers arrives and we meet Langella Divine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I love this because like Langella's partner is like, "Come on, guys, get this corpse out of here." I gotta take a piss, and this is making me hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's making you hungry? <laughs> and see, like, this is why I think he must have killed the other prostitutes, right? Like, it, it oh must yeah, be it must be like a progression or something. I think so. Okay. I think it makes sense. They never explicitly say, but I think it's strongly hinted at. Well, it's it's also he says er, later in the movie that he killed his coworkers at his previous job. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. At the circus. So maybe he's like. <laughs> Equal opportunity offender. Anyways. <laughs> so they question the hotel manager mm-hmm. and they give him Kevin's photo, which he recognizes, and they start mm-hmm. walking to the room. So they got to escape. So Kevin and Christy go out the back. Mm-hmm. And that night, Kevin gives Christy a gun for protection and mm-hmm. the two of them split up, but they're going to meet them at four o'clock or something. While Kevin is like getting his little overnight bag, the police corner him in his apartment and they take him in for questioning, uh, which is apparently happens in a dark cave of some kind. Yeah, and Myers just keeps like hitting the light, so it's flipping and flying all over the place. It's like a classic good cop, bad cop, but with the contrast cranked up a thousand times. Yeah, they do that <laughs> sometimes in this movie. I guess it's to like drive home the title where they do play with like. A light in the dark, yeah, that's that sort true. of thing. That's very true. Because they do it with um, the lamp. After he strangles mm-hmm. Camille, he like shuts it off into the dark, and Mister uh, Account- Tax Accountant yeah. or whatever turning his light off and his cigarette, his the glowing ember of his cigarette in the dark. Ooh. <laughs> it starts getting close to their meetup, and he's like, "Well, I have to go help Christy," mm-hmm. and like his whole thing is he's like. No, I know I know how all of this looks, but I'm, I just wanted to go there to protect Christy. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. He chose this fucking hotel. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. He demands his one phone call. Mm-hmm. So he calls Christy to tell her that she needs to go investigate Dave's office yeah. some more. Go so back in there. So she can prove that they got the wrong guy. Touch some more shit for me. Get your fingerprints all over everything. <laughs> Ru- ruin the chain of evidence. <laughs> Um, so Dave goes back mm-hmm. down to the street level again, mm-hmm. and he sees the light in his office go back on. They really need, like, Christy really needs to work on this, like, Just, sneaking. Like, don't turn the light on. Exactly. So she breaks into his filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah. She, it takes her a while. She, like, smashes it with an umbrella yeah, a couple she, times. She's really umbrellaing it. And she eventually, like, manages to get it open. And then very neatly, sitting on top of all of the files... In a cute little box are Joanne's nipples. Oh, disgusting. I, and I don't know, like this reminds me so much of, there was this long haul trucker who murdered a couple of women. Okay. Yeah. Like low level serial killer. Uh, and he was caught because he confessed. He went into a police station and he had a woman's breast in his pocket, like his Ooh, shirt pocket. Gross. Yeah disgusting i fucking hate fucking dudes man (laughs) that's really gross it is it is disgusting terrifying i don't know man uh dave tries to come back in and catch her in the act Mm -hmm. but all of the elevators are broken 
So he has to take the stairs. <laughs> um, and so he comes in, and then Christy punches him in the face and is yeah. like, how do you like being the victim? Yeah, and he calls her bitch and a whore and a bunch of other choice names. Yeah. You know, I almost wish I was the killer because then I could teach you a lesson or something. Gross. Then he starts chasing after her. He tackles her to the ground and starts choking her. Like, he's going to kill her. She manages to kick him off, and then she runs outside. Um, she runs across the street and mm -hmm. they scream at each other and then he gets hit by Tab Hunter in a car. Yeah. And dies almost immediately. Yeah. Dennis watches from the shadows and calls, calls him a goober. <laughs> I love it. Reminds me of SpongeBob. Oh. I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. He's a goofy goober. Christy's just like watching and crying. A misogynist goober. And then it cuts to sometime later. Yeah. They show... Meyer's suspension notice as he angrily reads the paper about the supposed dead killer christy and kevin drive off into the desert just like he wanted which i don't think we mentioned but this whole time kevin's been talking about oh i just want to go to the desert mm -hmm. blah 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 my friend has this place that we could go to yeah <laughs> they start lighting the fire mm -hmm. and getting settled and then christy goes out to the car to get some stuff when we see her see something... Uh-oh, what's in the trunk? And then uh, she comes back inside and spooks Kevin because she has Bobo's mask on. Oh, so shit. So she knows that it's Kevin who's been the killer this whole time, which doesn't make a lot of sense because you really have to wonder about all, all of the times that she woke up next to him. Yes. Like, if there was that much blood when that sex worker died, how... How... I don't know. Like maybe he maybe wears, it wasn't him who killed the sex worker. Like a boiler suit or something while he's doing it. But then how would he bring that with him? To exactly. The, I don't know. It was strange. And then the other thing was that like, if you're Chris Christy, Christy, yes. Hey, uh, so just found out you're the killer. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, running into the desert, taking the car, leaving him there. He's like, oh, I could never, could never hurt you, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, she tries looking for the gun, but he has it. So then she tries to talk to him about mm -hmm. it and how he needs help. Bad things happen when I'm alone. She's very calm about the whole thing <sighs> because she loves I him, I guess. Yeah. He reveals that he used to be a professional clown in the circus. Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you I used to be a professional clown? You didn't know that, huh? The circus. It was a great life. Touring around. <laughs> but then one day, the circus just broke up. Everybody kept getting killed. And uh, then he puts a ma match out with his mouth, which weird. is kind of weird. He's but like, he's truly becoming more unhinged yeah. as the scene like plays out. But the circus broke up because everyone kept getting killed. I feel like this was probably his audition scene. Oh, yeah, must have been. <laughs> so one day the circus broke up mm -hmm. because everybody kept getting killed tells Christy that he really does love her mm -hmm. and he thought that their love could cure him of these murderous tendencies. So he gives her the gun and 
tells her to kill him because he doesn't think he can control himself. If you love me, then you'll kill me. And she's like, but I love, I love you. I love you. I just want to protect you. But it was just a trick. He was testing her. Bobo's trick. So he grabs his belt out and he starts attacking her. But he stops to put the mask on because it's an integral part of the character. Hilarious. I thought it was so funny. Fucking hilarious. I really should be wearing the mask for this. It's hard to get into this shit without it. It's just an integral part of the character. Like, this is like a joke that would go over <laughs> like gangbusters today. It's meta. It's great. Yeah, it was so funny. So she gets the gun and mm-hmm. says she's going to call the police. Uh, he gets progressively more crazy. Mm. He's like, do you think I really would have given you a loaded gun? I'm not that stupid. And then the phone rings, and they do some like really nice close-ups of their eyes as they're both mm-hmm. like looking to the side at the phone. But who's calling at this this place? And, uh, he, well, yeah, she shoots him a bunch yeah. of times. And then he's like, as he's dying, well, not dying, but as he's falling over, he's like, who would be calling at this hour? And then he closes his eyes. So she turns... She, she t- answers the phone and the line is dead. So yeah. I don't know if this was a distraction he set up. Or what. And then she goes to... Co- she calls Los Angeles police. Yeah. Yeah. One of those, like, she picks it up just too late. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we're putting you on hold. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, just please hold. Uh, and behind her, Kevin gets up with a mask on and he yeah. creeps up on her, grabs her by the neck, and he gets a gun from her. But then Meyer shows up and he shoots him, blasts him with a shotgun through this giant window, just like blows him away. And he's lying there like Michael Myers, which would destroy a person. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if he survived that, he's not surviving all the poops that's getting into his body. (laughs) You talk about that. This is like many episodes in a row where you've talked about poop and guts. Because... I have been listening to a lot of horror movie audiobooks at work while I try to assuage my... Horror movie audiobooks? No, like? sorry. Horror audiobooks. Oh, grammar police coming I know. at you. Arrest me. Take me to Gale. Uh, anyways. Uh, and that's like a yeah, persistent... Yeah, Gale. How it's supposed to be spelled. Gowl yeah, in Canada. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. It, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. But anyway, so, so that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Kind of a lackluster ending to be honest he's lying there like michael myers i wish christy would have been more of a final girl type i mean she did shoot him a lot the final scene could have been a little bit more like i'm going to be calculating and i feel like i need closure on ruth i think instead of myers it should have been ruth oh my god that would have been so good yeah that would have been so good that reminds me of like um the uh House on Sorority Row remake where like Wes yeah 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 survives Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher yeah well Carrie Fisher dies but she like survives to the end to, to no she dies doesn't she fight back though she tries she to the but gun? then she gets pinned against the fridge with the yeah, table yeah, and yeah, yeah. she gets killed yeah but she like she's the one who's like I'm here with a gun dipshit yeah, yeah. but it's Rumor Willis who ends up saving yeah. the day no 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 definitely but that's what it reminded me of sort of. Or that's what that would remind me of had it happened. (laughs) The second you mentioned it, that's what it reminded me of. So I liked this movie. A lot of the criticism about it is that it's misogynistic, which I can see. Like, it definitely is misogynistic. I don't know. I feel like I'm not fully, like, 
well enough equipped to speak on stuff like that. But I do feel like the female relationships in this movie were unlike what like these erotic horrors are oh, generally like. Yeah, and like the them being like, oh, we're doing sex talk while actually being super bored and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, there's misogyny in this because... The killer's a misogynist. Yeah, but... But that's why we're like, oh, this guy's fucking nuts because he's a misogynist. Yeah, and like it's disgusting when you hear him talk about women that way. Talk to the women on the phone. I don't know, like the whole thing was sort of like... When he says to Christy, I guess you didn't know me as well as you thought that you did. Yeah. To me, this is like classic because that's that's what the guys who regularly commit sexual violence do. They're like intentionally like, I'm putting up myself as like a good person, someone who you're going to be comfortable with so that uh, when you're when I'm alone with yeah. you. And I mean like knowing the end, taking the rest of the movie into context, he is gaslighting Christy the entire fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, and he must have be so happy about that. Yeah, he's probably like fucking coming all the time, being like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. why they have such wild sex." I'm I killing guess. all your coworkers, and we're having crazy wild sex. <laughs> I don't. know. I liked it. I would highly recommend this movie. Yeah, they should I thought it looked this. great. It was fantastic. The scenes of him like shooting in the in his studio, his art that he did, which looks like stuff that could be straight out of like It was actually outrun. good. Yeah. yeah, it was actually good, not like the usual I wonder if he actually shit. did it. I wonder if you could find that out. But anyway, anyway. I don't know. I really liked it. Me too. The One of the better ones we've watched like this. And this is like low budget, right? Uh, I'm not, I think it was like 1.5 million oh, okay. or something in budget, but I'm not sure. But like the acting was great. The cinematography of it made it feel like it was a more expensive yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, Honestly felt like it could have been written as a giallo. Yeah. It was very giallo like in terms mm-hmm. of like plot. Well there's but like it was, police detectives and I like would all that I will happily say that it is way better in terms of female representation and like writing than mm-hmm. any giallo. Even though they weren't like I mean, each of the women doesn't get a whole bunch of time and there's no, definitely the, women who don't get as much time as the other ones, but they all still seem like real characters who have you get lives. actual character yeah. development. Like, yeah. yeah, like you said, like it feels like they exist outside of this event that's mm-hmm. happening, which in a lot of like they don't spend the whole time explaining to each other. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. You know well, this? as an actress, I've been working at this phone sex line. Like, it's just sort of like inferred through yeah the entirety of the movie. Which I loved. Yeah, I really I don't know. like it. And the misdirection of yeah, like... the red herrings and stuff. These guys, these other guys are also creepy. But when you think about it, like, imagine if this happened for real. Like, someone was attacked by a masked person who they think that they know. And they could be like, I mean, I, if you're a woman who works in public, you could probably be like, there's like actually three or four guys who might have done this. Exactly. Now that I think about it. <laughs> Which is fucking terrifying yeah man so do you want to know the six degrees of jamie lee it's yes. a really rough one this please one. tell me tell okay so tracy walter who was uh lieutenant nope yeah lieutenant myers mm-hmm. uh he was in drowning mona with jamie lee curtis so it's oh. like a very very easy one <laughs> i don't know i don't know I, there i couldn't find anything about the production i just a shame tried right? to find a true crime thing to talk about but 
uh, Google didn't yield any results for phone sex operator murders, which was surprising. All that really came up was Jody Arias shit. Hey, you know what? Good. Yeah, I was honestly surprised. <laughs> I was fully expecting it to be like, oh, this guy stalked and murdered this phone sex operator or something. But it's great that I couldn't find anything. Yeah, to be honest with you, if you were, if I'm sure, if you looked up sword murders, you'd have like a glut <laughs> of them from like last year. Even. Oh, definitely. So, whatever. Okay, I I think that's it. This is a great movie. You should watch it. I mean, I guess this this uh, pr- my seal of approval should have come at the beginning before you listen to the whole plot. But like, this is a great movie. You will not regret watching it. It's extremely watchable. Yeah. And it's like 90 minutes or something. So it flies by. There's no dead zones in it. No. Which a lot of movies, especially like low budget slashers, tend to have. (laughs) How did they get there? Like (laughs) Tuala Goodnight, which was just people drinking milk for Mm -hmm. fucking an hour and a half. But. Anyway, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, mm-hmm. you can follow us at Def First Blood on Twitter, Definitely First Blood on Instagram. You can email us, DefinitelyFirstBlood mm-hmm. at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, if you have any comments, concerns, queries, criticisms. Criticisms. Um, you can rate and review us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Help us out with that algorithm. Or you cannot, and you can just say, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love you. Goodbye. Bye. We'll be back next week. Bye. Later.